Hello and welcome for another episode of the Football Fignuts podcast. This is episode 31. This is week 22, technically, of the football season. I am Craig. I am Britt. And Britt here. We're back a little late, but we're back. We're both fighting. Yeah, how you feeling? Illnesses. I'm still a little congested. It's well, kind of annoying. Mine's like a mental illness. You're actually like <laughs> sick. So well, I'm glad you're feeling well enough to join me today, old friend. Oh, yes. And as always, we always have beer, or we try to. I think yes. we've only not had beer once. Uh, only when we've been on medication. Yeah. I think each of us has had a time where we've had to be on antibiotics while we were doing the podcast, and we had to, to, to sober up. Yep. But um, yep. And, you know, just before we even get to the beer, just so you know, yeah. Yeah. there's a song on the radio now by, a, a, I think the band's called AJR, and they borrowed uh, Rivers Cuomo, the guy who's lead singer from, from Weezer. All right. It's been stuck in my head. And I found out that the name of the song is Sober Up, and it's about a dude who can't stand hanging around drunk people anymore, and it keeps getting stuck in my head, and I'm wondering if the universe or my subconscious is trying to tell me something here. So anyway, with that, with that in mind, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a can. Indeed. Of lovely Two Roads. Which one? Road to Ruin. Road to Ruin, their double IPA, which is largely considered their uh, their flagship their standard. beer. Standard, yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what I'm drinking too because this is my go to with their their stuff. Hashtag sponsor us two roads. One day, one it's one yeah. day soon. I, I'm know. I'm gonna go out on a limb, bold prediction. All right, by season two of this podcast, we will have a beer sponsor in place, and I believe it will be two roads. Nice. I have nothing to base that prediction on. Now, what I'm do you just consider saying. season two, the football season? I don't know. I haven't figured out where the season of this ends. Well, I guess technically when we start it, so at July. Yes. So yeah. I don't know. We haven't really discussed that. We still don't know what we're doing during the off season. We've got like no. 45 ideas, <laughs> but we just haven't decided what we're going to do. But I, Road to Ruin is one that I think you and I tried when we first started going to the brewery. Mm-hmm. Um and it was not big on my list back then. No, but it's me really either. I really thought it. it was like drinking pine needles. It's very piney. It does. It has but a very see, piney now flavor. I don't get that. I still get the pine. It's just not as strong. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm I think I'm maybe I'm just used to it. It's a double IPA, so it's very hoppy. It's very strong flavored, but that's what I like in my beer. I want memorable flavors. I mean, the places we've gone where I've been like, eh, their beer's pedestrian. Most of those places are places that just like the beer wasn't bad. It just wasn't memorable. Right. Road to Ruin's memorable to me. Yep. Yep. So, well, we are uh, a week away, a little more than a week away from Super Bowl Yay. 52. Um, we are also on the verge of the Pro Bowl. This is Pro Bowl weekend. Yep. So uh, let's let's jump right in. Burning hot take questions. Craig, what have you got? Um. Wow. See, well, my burning cock question pertained to what we were one of our topics, so So go for it. Let's start All right. there. All right. If it turns into Craig Counter Craig, so be it. <laughs> so you mentioned the Pro Bowls in February. Oh <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's this Sunday. It's in January. January, January. Yeah, this the, Sunday. The Super Bowl's in February. Correct. And then we're kind of in a lull yes. of football. Yeah. Um there was an announcement made. Yeah. Uh the other day. About a football league coming back that would fill the void in February. The USFL? No. No. The AFL? No. No. Okay. Again, uh, it's the XFL. Oh, no. It's back. Yeah. But this time, it's not going to be, cro- He's. they're not going to cross market it with wrestling. It's going to be its own 
entity. Its own very conservative entity, which is why I have a problem with it right off the bat. Yes. So so what, so what is the question? So the question is, you think it's... Now, they still have two years before this is going right. to happen. So a lot can change in that time. Yeah. Uh, are you? Do you have any interest in it? Zero. Zero. Zero, and I'll tell you why. Number one, it's not going to compete with the NFL. No player, and I said this on Twitter, no player is going to pass up an NFL practice squad contract where they have a chance to end up in the NFL for a decent league minimum for a chance to play for one of Vince McMahon's teams is A. So you're not going to you're not going to attract the talent. B, he's already come out and said he's not going to take people with criminal records. Any his exact words were any sort of criminal background. Now, right. what that means, and there's a point you made to me um, up front, was I don't know what that means. Does that mean you have to be convicted of a crime? You're charged of a crime? He's not going to allow people who have an arrest on their record into his league? Mm-hmm. And, and the whole thing with the kneeling thing, he says he's not going to let folks kneel. And I get it. All That's right. your right as an That's employer. Your, yeah. And his, his wife works for the federal government. And the federal government is controlled right now by a very conservative administration. Uh, an, administrative, an administration has been very critical of some of the behavior of the NFL players this year. So I understand he's probably playing to that um, demographic, but uh, that's not to me. That's I work in employment, you know, right. Craig knows so their this. issue is not the flag thing. That's no, just his no. right as an employer. He this absolutely is the as our, he has that everybody screams, ah, oh, the first amendment. You can't tell me what to do. Yes, I can. When you accept a job, your first amendment rights change. You are choosing to trade your time for compensation. Under the law, you have to follow the employer's guidelines. And if you're not comfortable with it, as long as those guidelines don't violate federal law, he can do what he wants. Right. That's why Jerry Jones can say, I, none of my players are going to kneel. And if one of them does, then he can fine them or suspend them or fire them. Mm. He can do those kinds of things. But when you take the extra step of saying the criminal record thing is what really bothers me. And again, he can do yeah. it. Here's the problem, though. His existing corporate entity, I could go on a laundry list There's of a lot charges. Of There's a lot of them. And, and not just historically. Historically, I could spend an entire podcast <laughs> just going. We could go, do a wrestling podcast. <laughs> we could do a wrestling podcast. I could literally just go, Jimmy Snuka, accused of killing his girlfriend. Lex Luger accused of killing Miss Elizabeth. I could list all the accusations. The bottom line is one of his announcers, and I'm not going to name names on this one. I'm just, people can go out and Google it. They want one of his announcers spent 19 months in prison for, for armed robbery. One of his active guys, guys on his legends deal. All many of them have backgrounds. His, one of his current um, behind the scenes, kind of guys right now who, who comes out and does promos again, not going to use names has a DUI. They found him sleeping at the wheel of a car that was running after he hit a tree or some nonsense. You can't sit there and say, we are taking the high road in our football league. We are not employing people who have criminal records, pay no attention to the WWE and it's 75 criminal violations. (laughs) That's just it's just hypocritical to me. And it's right. and, and to me, it's clearly politically motivated. He's playing to the current climate in America in terms of the political stuff right. and saying because th- let's let's not let's not kid ourselves. The NFL alienated some people by letting the knee thing happen. Yep. 
by letting guy by not suspending guys with criminal backgrounds. Right. I mean, the whole Zeke Elliott thing was huge, and he wasn't even charged. You know, I, I think that was an, an an attempt to get an ethics kind yeah, of thing. I think after in. the whole Ray Rice thing, they yeah they kind of like got all weird. Yeah, Not exa- weird, but they, they didn't know what to do. Exactly. They felt like they needed to do something, but what that something was was up for question. And that and I get it. But I mean So would you be okay if you said once you're in the league, if you get arrested for XYZ, you're out? No, because that's a violation of federal law. You cannot employ an individual with a criminal background and uh deny someone else with the same criminal background. No, no, so I'm saying anyone can join the league. Right. You get arrested for assault. Right. He kicks you out of the league. He can do that if that's the policy of the league. So would you be okay with that? No. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, again, I work in employment. Right. My job is to help folks who have trouble with employment to get back into the workforce. I work with a lot of guys who have criminal records. I work with a lot of guys who, you know, got into a fist fight when they were 15 got charged with an adult because the person was injured or because, you know, something weird happened and it's followed them their entire lives. Now they're 50. They haven't had a, so much as a traffic ticket in 35 years, and yet it still comes up on their record and still impacts their employability. So I'm really sensitive to this. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to hire people with criminal backgrounds, but when you sit there on the day you make the announcement and as part of the announcement interview to ESPN, you say, by the way, here's my stance on this. I think it's just really political pandering and it makes me not want to watch the league. Now I've spent about yeah. like, literally the last five minutes. Yep. What is Craig's level of interest in this? Um, I'll give it a shot. <clears throat> I don't know how good it's going to be. Like, especially, we, especially after last time. Do we know what time of year it's going to happen? It's not going to run directly against the NFL. No, is it? no, they're going to run it after the Super Bowl Cause it's only going to be eight teams. It's going to be a really short season. They'll be able to do it like in two months, February so to March. They might. I mean, if you play everybody, if everybody plays everybody twice, that's yeah, what fourteen a, games. You have a two-game playoff and championship, and so you could do the entire thing in the space of four months. So let's just say, sake of argument, February, March, April, May, you're done before June, or in the yeah. first week or two of June when it gets really hot. I mean, it could it could work. I don't know. We'll see. After last time, it was a giant thing last time. So. Well, but if I'm if I'm right, yeah, and I think I am about this whole political pandering thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it gonna, could change. It's going to play really strongly with a, a percentage of the population who are disenfranchised with the NFL. Yep, and and that's I think that's where he's looking for his market. Mm-hmm. You know, but and, and you no, know, he's like seventy eight. So we'll see. Is he that old? He's, Linda's only sixty nine. He's in his upper seventies. He's did at you, least 75. Did you watch the 25th anniversary Raw thing? I did. I watched like five minutes of it. I watched the. I watched his segment. Um, and again, that happened before the, the announcement came out and before yes. he decided that he <laughs> did not like employing felons. Um, even though like even though at the announcer's table that night, hint, hint, one of those felons was sitting. Um, I watched the interaction with him and his son and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and it was classic Raw. And yep. unfortunately, good. I, I had promised I promised to watch something else on TV that night. So I, I put I changed the channel after that segment. And from what I hear, I pretty much that was the best part of the night. That I was mean, the best part of it. That and Scott Hall, who, you know, just for the record, I've met Scott Hall. He is one of the nicest guys to work with. He came to the ballpark. The NWO came to the ballpark last year when we still had a baseball team. And they are just the nicest group of guys to work with. Um, Scott Hall in particular. 
Um, funny story. And it's Fun- amazing he's alive. Fun- yeah, exactly. You know, again, talk about guys with checkered pasts that the WWE embraces. Scott Hall's had a lot of problems in his past. Actually, so has X-Pac from yep. the NWO. So um, that night that they were there, we had special jerseys made, NWO jerseys at the ballpark. And there they had Scott, they had Hall, Nash, and X Pac. X Pac. I keep calling him X Pac, and it's not eh, X Pac, right? Close enough. Okay. Am I pronouncing that right? It's X Pac. Pac. Okay. And they had him on the back of the jerseys. So the guy who came up with the idea of them wearing the specialty jerseys was like, we're going to auction off these jerseys and like charge all sorts of money for these jerseys. And so at the end of the night, he goes and tries to, he goes into the locker room and the guys are just sitting around, you know, chilling out and. He's like, hey, guys, just so you know, before you go, I need to get those jerseys. And the two of them looked right at Kevin Nash. <laughs> and Kevin Nash just kind of made eye contact with the two of them, looked at the guy and, and said, we're going to keep these. <laughs> and he was like, he started to laugh, like just like you did. And he was like, oh, man, but I, I, I did an auction for them. Somebody else has bought them. And Kevin Nash was like, yeah, I understand that, but we like these. So I think we're going to keep these. <laughs> And Scott Hall looked at the guy and said, thank you. Like, you're done here. Thank you very much. But he was polite about it. Thank you. He wasn't dismissive. He was like, thanks, man. You can leave now. All right. And the, the funny part was I was in charge of that auction. Oh, I, I didn't get any bids that particular moment. I, I just it just everyone was bidding on the other jerseys. But because they were celebrity jerseys, they were a little more expensive. People were kind of shying away from them. So the end result was nothing bad happened out of it. And they got to keep their jerseys. But working with them, they were very, very nice guys. So it was good to nice. see that. It was good to see them. I was wondering why. Why was Nash not at the Raw thing? He was. He was. It was later in the night, but he was at the uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom. Did he come they out? Were in both places. Yeah, he did because he was not yeah. in some of the, the. There was a great picture of uh, X Pac and uh, Hall with the original members of Degeneration X and Finn Balor. Did you see this picture? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Why was where's where's Nash in that picture? Oh, Nash. I thought you meant Hall. Yeah. No, yeah. Nash wasn't there. Yeah, it's, I don't know. that's weird to me. It's weird. It's weird to me. Anyway, so my my opinion on the XFL is it's doomed to fail and I won't I won't support it personally. And you're gonna give it a shot. I'll, and we'll see we'll what see. happens. Well that can happen in two years. So so in season two, the or season three, because it's two years out, the yeah, XFL yeah. fantasy sex uh, section of this podcast will happens. be done by Craig. You know, when it came out, we actually did an XFL fantasy league. Did we really? Yeah. Was I in that? You might have been. I honestly no don't remember. No one paid attention to it but me because I started it. I, I think I, think I might have been. Yeah, he hate me. I, I think I might have been in that league, and I just don't remember. That's very possible. What was that dude's name? Rod? Smith? No. No, not Rod Smith. I don't look it up. All I remember is he ended up with the Detroit Lions for a while. did. And they sent him as part of a, a weird promo for ESPN. ESPN sent him to a Detroit grocery store yep. like a month before Thanksgiving. Rod Smart. Rod Smart. That's it. So they send Rod Smart to the grocery store. And his job was to try and talk somebody into hosting him and some of the Detroit Lions for Thanksgiving dinner. And they did a whole promo thing out of it. And he oh. gets this little old lady in like the stuffing <clears throat> aisle. And he's like, yeah. So she's like, so are you really from the Lions? And he's like, yeah. And she's and he's like, we're looking for some place to come have dinner after the game. And she was like, oh, well, I'm sure you're a nice bunch of boys. I'd love to have you over. Who's coming? And he just sits there and for like the next 10 minutes lists every member of the Lions <laughs> roster he can think of. 
and they keep cutting away. And the woman's face just keeps getting more and more concerned. She realizes that she just extended an invite to like 55 people. <laughs> and it's hysterical. She just starts listing names. <laughs> nice. It was good stuff. Um, quick trivia for you. Yeah. Name me the one player, the one man who has won a championship in the NFL and the XFL. It's not Rod Smart. No. Is it a name I should know, not because he's XFL, but because I'm going to be like, oh, yeah? He's a quarterback. He's a quarterback. And he's won an NFL championship? Yes. Can't be Trent. He's won only three players. Sorry. Can't be Trent Dilfer. No. Um, he played for the Steelers. Played for the Steelers. And he has the same last name as a former major league pitcher. Well, that doesn't help me. It could be Smith or Jones for all I know. <laughs> Former quarterback. So he was probably the backup then because he wouldn't have been the starter. And the, he would have had to have won the year that Big Ben won when Cower retired. So the, mm. it's not Tommy Maddox, is it? It is. Wow. Where did I pull that one out of? Yeah. Wow. Tommy Maddox was in the XFL? He was the Outlaws quarterback. <laughs> they won. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So there you there go. There you go. There's your trivia. Okay. So question the second is to me. Okay. This one is short and sweet. Yeah. Pro Bowl this yep. Sunday. Yeah. Do you even freaking care? No. Not really. I can't even tell you the last time I watched the Pro Bowl. I might have been in high school. Yeah, can you expand on a little bit? I spent six minutes answering your question. You just gave me a 15 minutes. <laughs> hey, you said simple answer. and easy, man. And the question's simple and easy, but your answer can be as complex as you wish. <laughs> but the I don't know, the Pro Bowl in, for the NFL, to me, seems like a waste of time. It absolutely has become a waste of time. And like in baseball, for a while, they sort of made it, you know, mean something, which yeah. I don't think it does anymore now. Does it, they still do that? What's that? In baseball? Yeah, home field advantage game. is still t- is tied to the All-Star game, yeah. But with the NFL, like, what's the point? It's like, there's really site. there's no point other than saying you made it to the Pro Bowl, and then you like you only play for what a quarter, maybe. Yeah, and then you risk extra injury. It's a bonus. Most guys have bonuses into yeah. their checks for it, but that's it. Being named to a Pro Bowl, have a reason and, to and go most to of the guys, what's that? You have a reason to go to Hawaii. It's not in Hawaii anymore. It's not. See, it's that's how Florida long ago I watched year. it. It's at Disney, land or world? Uh, world. They're in Miami, I believe. I believe oh. the game's actually in Miami, and like most of the stuff is being hosted by ESPN's like yeah, zone they have a big in Disney. Sport thing. Yeah, they're there. all Florida this weekend. So yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah, the Pro why? Bowl does not matter to me. I don't care about its stats. I don't care about watching it. FanDuel actually has they do pools. How up. do you do that one? <laughs> you try um, to figure out who's going to play the most. <laughs> you here? Here's what you have to do. You have to predict. Who's going to break off the big play? There's going to be three, two, maybe three big plays in this game, and you need to nail all three players that have them. That's it. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. There is going to be... Yeah, because no one's going to really even be trying. Right. There's going to be 100 different players who are going to be involved in this game. In skill positions, maybe 30 or 40. You need to pick the three different guys who are going to break off the 70-yard touchdown run or the 70-yard touchdown pass. Those are the guys you just have to pick out of the air. And you have no idea who it's going to be. None whatsoever. So I'm with you, too. So I'm I'm steering clear of those pools, just so you know. Um, 
I have like 85 cents left in my FanDuel account because <laughs> I, like I drained cents. most of it. <laughs> I have no desire to participate. I might. I, I'm I'm toying with the idea of putting together a Super Bowl lineup, yeah. but yeah, so hard. Uh, oh, okay. Anyway, so question to third. Back to you. All right. Well, on the topic of uh, Pro Bowls and All Star Games. Yes. <clears throat> the NBA has changed how the All Star Games gonna work. Oh, have they? Uh, as far as like. No, because uh, I don't follow the NBA as much as I used to. Yeah. They are going to, the two captains are going to pick their teams. Kind of like the NFL did for a, a couple of years. Yeah, so you and I are captains. We get to pick out of a pool of people who we want on our team. Didn't work in the NFL. I don't think it'll work in the NBA. Don't think so. Is that the question? Will this That's work? question. Does it matter? Do you like? No. Do you think it's just like a gimmick to get people to watch? Yes. Because really, even if you pick last, like, who cares? You're making a bajillion dollars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's matter? a thing. I like, mean, oh. Who's going to be mad? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, I didn't get Kevin Durant, but that's okay because Chris Paul is sitting there. <laughs> that's okay because LeBron is sitting there. You know, I mean, you're you're picking all-stars from all-stars. I mean, it's not really a big deal to me. Now, are they doing the celebrity thing like the NFL did? Is it like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird picking the teams? Uh, no, I don't know who the captain. That are. would be genius. That would be awesome. Why are they not doing that? <laughs> why, uh, seriously, why, why are the captains not instantly Magic Johnson and Larry Bird? Or Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and Dominique. Remember, there was a there long time go. where Remember Dominique him? Wilkins and yep. Michael Jordan had won, like, back-to-back-to-back. Like, the four of them, between, like, the two of them between, like, four different slam dunk contests had won them all. Yep. And people were like, well, who's the better jammer? Well, then have them be the celebrity uh, drafters, you know what I mean? I mean, Kobe and Shaq, two guys that really don't really care about each other, but they're both retired and they're both very playful personalities. Who freaking cares? Make them the celebrity captains. You uh, can it's really LeBron James and Steph Curry. That is not interesting in the slightest <laughs> bit to me. There is nothing interesting about that. You could have told me that the freaking captains were peanut butter and jelly, and it would have been more interesting to me. <laughs> and I, I just threw out three pairs that are better than that. Oh, you know when that's gonna, you know when that matchup's going to be interesting? Fifteen years from now, when they're both retired, then it's interesting. Then yep. it's interesting. No, 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 no. Not feeling it. No, I'm not. What do you think? Uh, I just think it's. I don't think the NBA has really lost any viewers, but I just think it's gimmicky. I'm not feeling that so much. I'm opening a beer. There you go. And it's recorded. Yes. <laughs> as well it should be. Hey, it's a Friday night, man. I mean, if you're, you know, I really, because what happened was I used to be really be into basketball. Right. I was a really big Spurs fan. Really? Then, yeah. Okay, now th- there's there's a whole. You know, I like random team. I don't like local teams. So how did you how did you land with, with the Spurs? This I don't the, even remember the David Robinson era. Yeah, oh yeah. Robinson and uh, what's his name? That I'm just blanking on. The other big man. <clears throat> yeah. The the, the guy from Wake Duncan. Forest. Duncan. Yeah. Yep. Who's from Saint Croix? Actually. Is he really? I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I learned yeah. something. There's today. a big like mural of him on a wall there. If it's still there. He's, he's the only famous person to ever come out of St. Croix. All right, that's it. I'm searching that while we talk. So famous people. Um, um, Kelsey Grammer's from St. Croix. No, he's not. Yeah. Is he really? Yep. Yep. That is, and here's your other trivia. Okay. That is the most eastern point of the United States. 
St. Croix is in the United States? Yes, it's the United States Virgin Island. Oh, it's part of the Virgin Islands. That's why I don't think of it that way. Okay, St. Croix. I've been on the most eastern point of the United States. I have a picture of me with a plaque. Well, the plaque is in a stone wall thing. But Have you been there? Yes. When were you there? Once. Uh, like 2002-ish for like 10 days. For what? A vacation? Yeah. Huh. Yep, yep. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you got a list. Um, Alan Alda, the guy who was on MASH, is from St. Croix. Oh, I did not know that. Amari Stottlemyre of NBA fame. So there you go. There you go. David, uh, <laughs> oh, what's his name? Uh, Duncan may be the most famous NBA player from St. Croix, but he's not the only one. Uh, Ann Leibowitz, the uh, famous photographer. Yep. Art Linkletter, the guy who invented... Tim uh, Duncan. Tim Duncan, thank you. Art Linkletter, who I think was the original um, host of Jeopardy back in like the 40s or 50s. Bill Murray. What? I, I'm just... You mean he's from there or he lived there? I'm looking right now. Uh, I'm trying to get... I'm trying to, to, to back this up. All right. I'm looking... I'm going... I'm trying to find a Wikipedia page here, folks. Bear with me. All right. I, it, according to this, I, I searched celebrities from Bill... Uh, celebrities from St. Croix. Yep. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, eh, you got nothing. No, he's from Illinois. This is That's BS. Not... I've been lied to. <laughs> I've been lied to. Everything's a lie. Fake news. <laughs> Hashtag fake news. Bill Cl- Bill Murray is from St. Croix. <laughs> Hashtag fake news. So anyway, uh, you know what? The Life Aquatic was yep. filmed there. That might be why he's tagging there. So maybe. So all of those celebrities now are in doubt because Google may have just lied to me. So Well, Tim Duncan definitely is. Tim there. Duncan and probably Amari Stoudemire and Hawkeye Pierce are all from St. Croix. <laughs> My father loved that show. MASH was like one of his favorite things on Earth. So yeah. I know MASH like kind the back depressing. of my hand. What's that? Kind of depressing. It, yeah, it really was. was. Anyway. It really was. It was one of those things that could make you laugh and cry all in a five-minute span, and it was very good at making you do so, which is why it was so successful. This is true. So, I mean, very few shows actually make you do that. So, What the um, hell is my question? Your question was, do I care about the NBA All-Star <laughs> Game? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and in typical, the season is over, and Britt and Craig are just started sort of rambling. We ended up on Alan Alda. Do you remember the old game show Chain Reaction? Uh, where they would put words and you would have yes. to try and guess one word. So the first word would be toy and then you'd get letters and the next word would be box. Yep. And then the word after that would be crate because a crate is a type of box. That's literally what just happened. We started talking about all-star games. All-star games led to the NBA all-star game. We talked about the all-star game. You got to talk about Tim Duncan because Tim Duncan was a spur and Craig <laughs> likes the spurs. When you're talking about the spurs, you're talking about St. Croix because that's where Tim Duncan's <laughs> from. If you're talking about St. Oh, Croix, you're right. talking about Alan Alda. That's right. That's right. That I was is- saying I used to be really into basketball, but then in the 90s when they went on strike. Oh, did, you, did they lose you? I was like, to screw you rich bastards complaining about how many millions of dollars you're going to make. Well, to bring it back to football, because this is, <laughs> after all, a football, football podcast, they are predicting a work stoppage, what, in three years? When the, yeah. the, the Is that going to hurt maybe, your love hey, of football? Hey, you know what? Oh, does that maybe timing that's what sync Vince up? Is doing. Does that timing sync up? It does. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure when I say three years. I'm not sure it's I have the right number. this season. Are we sure about that number, though? We're going to look it up. Go ahead. You look it up. I'll babble for a second. So, wow. I mean, that that all of a sudden might be genius. I still won't watch it. Right. No, but I mean, that would be smart of him 
if that's like if that's his idea yeah if that's the plan behind it then yeah that's actually a, a quite a we may have a football starved nation yep if um was it maurice maurice smith is that the the guy who's in charge of the nflpa it if um his prediction is correct we may have an nfl starved nation who has no choice but to turn to the xfl for its football fix Although the last time the NFL went on strike, I believe the big beneficiary was college football. So he's still got to compete with that. So, yep. And that's another thing we want to do. So after the Super Bowl is over, we will at some point have a uh, draft preview. I'm trying to talk my brother into yeah. coming down here and doing their, appearance because uh, he's a big Their agreement fan. expires in 2020. In 2020. So, yep. okay. So we may find a situation where the Super Bowl is played. And there is no agreement, and they instantly end up on like strike because the off season has occurred. Yep. The calendar is weird. If I remember correctly, like March first is like the start of a new year or something like that, NFL, or April first, like whenever the draft is. Yeah, it's like, but it's the first of that month. It's like April first or May first, whatever it is. So we may find a situation where the XFL is the only game in town. They go on strike, even though it's the off season. Yeah, he gets players to join him. Yeah, that might be actually really smart of him. Might be. We'll have to wait and see how we'll it see. plays I out. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll see, but... Yeah, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. Okay, so onward now. Yep. We have a Craig counter-Craig point <laughs> to discuss. All right, so let's right. set this one up. Okay. Last week, during the AFC Championship Thanks, Jaguars. Game, yeah, the Craig was wrong. The Jaguars did not advance. And I was wrong. The Vikings did not advance. We were both wrong. Remember, so, like, whoever wins this game is going to the Super Bowl. That's right. I did say that, didn't I? Whoever won the Vikings-Saints game. Indoor teams outside. So Craig was 1-1 one one on Championship Weekend. I was 1-1 one on, one on Championship Weekend. And here we are sitting with two teams that we didn't predict being here against each other. So Craig made the point that the 62 yards of penalties in the first half that Jacksonville gave up to New England, which allowed New England to score, essentially, basically gave them their, their touchdown in the first half, really shifted the momentum towards the New England Patriots. Craig, yes. explain to us why that's significant. So, <clears throat> Jacksonville's defense was actually stopping New England. Aside from the penalties. Aside from the penalties. So, before this started, before this happened. Right. They are actually stopping... New England. They were getting to Tom Brady. They were breaking up plays. Then all of a sudden, the second quarter happens. They're okay, and then they get to I think it was what five minutes left. Yeah, minutes it was. Left. It was late it was in the second lot, quarter. It was. It wasn't like super late. It wasn't like two minute drill time, but it was like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, then one of them gets called for blatant pass interference. Yeah, it was pretty. Or obvious. not blatant, not pass interference. Um, unnecessary roughness. Was that the Gronk hit? Yes. Okay. Hit Gronkowski in the head. And like it cl- clearly hit him in the head, fifteen yards, first down. Now, a the guy that did that, I don't remember who it was. He's prancing around the field, like he just won the fucking lottery. Because hey, look at me, I knocked Gronk out. Well, you know what else you did? You screwed your team. Right. So sit down and shut up. And I'm tired of hearing about how good you are. Right. So then, the next play. Now I know this play was questionable. Was pass interference. My view of the play, I did notice, well, to my, I guess, observation of it. Mm-hmm. 
I noticed that he did get pushed. The receiver did get pushed out of bounds. Which, the, if you remember correctly, when you get pushed out of bounds, there's all this stuff about reestablishing. Right, and so if you don't know, if you're get if you a receiver um, and you go out of bounds before the ball gets to you, right. you cannot be the first person to touch the ball. And t- unless you've reestablished yourself in bounds, and typically that's like three or four footsteps yeah, in bounds. Yeah, and the defender isn't going to let you do that. Exactly. Once he has, once he has you out, he's going to keep you out. Yeah. Uh, so some people went back and forth on that, you know, if it was pass interference or not. But regardless, they got called for it. Right. There's another 15 yards first down. Right. Then I'm pretty sure there was another penalty involved somewhere. There was a deep pass, wasn't there? Wasn't there something that got them down inside the 10? He caught that, but I think there was a third penalty in that drive. Okay. Uh, but regardless, New England scored. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel right then and there, Jacksonville's momentum like went away. Like, their defense just forgot they were the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. They acted like they were in high school, and they completely lost their momentum. Then the other thing that happened, since that changed the score, that changed Jacksonville's play calling, which happens every time people play the Patriots. It's really annoying. Let's just make stuff up. Maybe they'll not guess what we're doing instead of doing what's working. That made them change their play calling. There was a minute left yeah. in the half. Yeah. 55 seconds. They had two timeouts. They had them kneel on the ball. They elected to kneel. But why? Why? Just try to kick a field goal, something. Well, they were backed up to their own 25. It doesn't matter. You have two they... timeouts and a minute left. You have four downs to move the ball. But you're up 14 to 10. It's the playoffs. Why are you playing conservatively? You're playing the Patriots. Why okay. are you playing conservatively? Okay. Unless it's 30 to 2. Unless the Patriots had the Eagles Minnesota score, mm-hmm. why are you going to play conservatively? It's the playoffs. Okay. So this is the Craig counter Craig seg- section of the program. <laughs> so Craig lays out his argument and now I tell him why he's wrong. So and he laughs at me and secretly curses me. And then later tonight goes and stabs the voodoo doll he has in me. Which, by the way, were you working the voodoo doll last night? Because I'm in a lot of discomfort today after curling. Uh, no, that was not me. Okay, we'll talk it was about probably that probably Sean. Well, he was with me, so there's no way it was Sean. Was it? So, it was Deb. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Um, hi, Cinch. Hi, Cinch. Deb and Cinch are two loyal listeners. Hey, and, and, and Jeff. And Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Our old buddy from... So uh, if uh, Jeff, Cinch, and Deb want to leave us a review on iTunes, feel free. You know, have any of them done it? As much as it... <laughs> don't text us three times a week. I've got an idea for the podcast, or I just listened to the podcast, and I liked this. No one ever leaves us a damn review. And... and uh, I, okay, so before I get into the... Because now I'm, now I'm triggered. Britt's triggered. I am, I've been looking into um, what it would take just to get us considered for a podcast award. Yeah. And yeah. I've looked at a couple of them, mm-hmm. and one of them is based solely off of iTunes feedback. Yeah, because iTunes reviews are a major thing of how Okay, iTunes, we how, have one of them, and I think I did it. <laughs> so I, we need folks to just go to iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, I'm pretty sure the one Craig is broken. He's, like, choking. He is off mic. He is choking because he just realized the one review is me. I think I made up a pseudonym, too. This is Dan Smith. I enjoy oh, the Football man. Fig Nuts podcast. So, so please, leave us those reviews. We, we really would appreciate that. 
Um, uh, and, and welcome, Jeff. Uh, okay, so here's why you're wrong. Okay. Even with them giving up the touchdown and electing to kneel out the ball, mm-hmm. they're up 14 to 10. Four points. You're winning at the half against a team that was supposed to decimate you. That changes everything to me. And I think that by stopping the attempted drive at the 55-second mark, you are attempting to reset momentum. You're using the break that naturally occurs in the middle of every football game to sit there and say, we're going to regroup. And who had the ball coming out of the half? Jacksonville. Jacksonville went into that locker room thinking, we're going to go in, we're going to game plan, we're going to come out, we're going to score right off the opening drive, is going to be 21 to 10, and we're going to put New England back on their heels and make them forget everything they did. Didn't work out that way. Jacksonville did a bad job. This is where coaching experience comes into play. This is where player experience comes into play. No matter how good Blake Bortles plays, Blake Bortles ain't Tom Brady. Okay, that's just the way it is. That and that's what happened. That's what happened. So with 55 seconds left, let's play it out. You're gonna throw the ball from your own 25, right? Yeah. Incomplete pass. Incomplete pass. Second down, 50 seconds. You're gonna throw the ball. Incomplete pass, 44 seconds. You're gonna run the ball because now you want to end the half. New England calls timeout. They had one left. Now you're punting to a team with all the momentum because, as you just pointed out, they just had a very successful drive that took them, I believe, under a minute of time clock. And actually, yeah. it was like two or three minutes, actually. I think It was. It. But again, because Jacksonville gave them 65 yards for nothing. But are you willing to yes. risk giving Tom Brady game. the ball at midfield with 40 seconds to go, up 14 to 10, knowing that at the very least they're going to get a field goal out of it? And what if they get the touchdown and now you go into that locker room down 17-14? What's Doesn't a bigger matter. what's the bigger momentum swing? Going that in touchdown. Going in down 14-10 or going in going in up 14-10 or going in down it, 17-14? I still think the momentum changes as soon as they scored. It does, but the momentum can get worse and you have an opportunity with halftime to break that momentum. Mm-hmm. You can sit that's there and true. say and that's what that was my whole point. Was don't tell me, and this is this was this is the argument we had over over <laughs> Twitter and text messages. Don't tell me that first half penalties matter when you go into the locker room leading at halftime. Because if they played it the way you did it, you said it, and they weren't successful, and we have to imagine they would not have been successful based on how they came out to start of the second half, right? It was a three and out, it was pathetic. That Jacksonville, yeah. Jacksonville showed its inexperience, no question that second half. No question. They showed they prepared for that game. They walked out. They punched New England in the mouth. The New England Patriots spit out a tooth and went, all right, good for you. Let me show you how it's really done. And that's that's what, what happened there. you know. But I, I'm just saying it could have been worse. So Jacksonville is at that point saying, I'm going to lick my wounds and come out and be stronger. And they failed to do so. I would rather see them take the knee take the lead into the locker room and regroup than to try to force something downfield with 40 seconds to go and have New England actually end up with the upper hand because they get an interception or because they can't move the ball. I don't know. It's a championship game. You're right. Why are you playing conservatively? They, and that's, No one expected you to even be there. There's the mistake. 
The mistake wasn't playing conservatively at the end of the half. The mistake was coming out conservatively to start the second half. Maybe. But then the other thing is, too, they lost by four. If they don't score that touchdown because of stupid penalties, because their defense decided, hey, I think it's, we should play like we're in high school. But how many chances did, did Jacksonville have to, to score in the second half? I don't remember. At least four or five possessions that went terribly wrong. Terribly yeah, wrong. Yeah, because they decided to like give up on the running game. The yes. Patriots are awful against the run. They, they did a good job containing Fournette, though. I'll give them they that. They did, but they, they had, I don't know why they didn't use Grant more. Grant was awesome. Grant had an amazing day. Why did they stop? Awesome. Hey, look, Grant is rushing on them. You know what? Let's just not. That do is it. an extremely valid point. And <laughs> Let's just is, forget it. Let's let, just forget it. And, and it's funny <laughs> because that's how Belichick coaches his team. I'm going to sign six running backs, four of them are going to be active every week based on what I think is best. I'm going to give each of them a carry in the first quarter, and then I'm going to figure out from there who's going to be the bell cow every single week. Yep. It was worse when Blunt was there. Yep. I, now it, it's Deion Lewis for now. But it was Deion Lewis for most of the season because Burkhead got hurt before his injury, and then after his injury, there were a couple and then days. And after he hurt Brady. Right. <laughs> and there, yeah, that's, that's the other thing. Burkhead got like two carries the, the, entire, the entire game that game. So... So that's why Craig is wrong and I'm right, but it's a valid discussion. I mean, momentum is a tricky thing. If Jacksonville comes out of that halftime and punches them right in the mouth, let's say Jacksonville comes out of the halftime and scores and it's 21-10, are we even thinking about the first half penalties? Even if they come back to lose, even if it comes out to lose. If Jacksonville loses, yes. I can say right then and there, that's why they lost. So if Jacksonville scores in the second half, if Jacksonville comes out and scores a touchdown to start the second half, yep. you're still worried about first half if penalties? If they lose, if yes. they lost by four, yes, yes, because that's what cost them that touchdown. But they came back out and they responded. It doesn't matter. They still lost by less than a touchdown. That's what cost them the game. I See, I can't See, I can't what happened say that. was if, if uh, I don't remember who's catching the ball for New England, but it was still kind of back and forth. Mumbly Joe. Sure. Who's uh, who's New England's receiver? Cooks. Cooks. Thinking of Cooks or Hogan. Yeah, Cooks. Cooks missed a ball he could have caught. Yeah, Cooks. And it, and it Cooks did been, not have a good championship. It game. would have been a touchdown. I mean, his numbers were good. And even they on TV, they're like, if the Patriots lose, it's going to yeah, be because is. he missed that ball. But but Jacksonville had so many opportunities to respond in the it second did. half and just didn't because I of that touchdown. They changed no, see, how they changed their play calling. I can't calling. do that. I can't. After that touchdown, they completely gave up on giving Grant the ball. I cannot say that something that happened an hour and a half in yeah. ago yep. affected Blake Bortles as he was trying to win. No, it affects what they're telling Blake Bortles to do. But that's a coaching issue. That has nothing to do with momentum. That's not about the players. That's, that's about the coaching well, no, staff. Meant the, well, I'm saying is they scored. That changed the momentum in the game, so the coaching staff changed what they were doing. But that that's completely like dominoes to me. That's completely unrelated. The momentum of the game is about the players and the actual activity on the field. The coaching staff and how they call a game is something completely unrelated. The coaching staff. Yes, I agree with you. The coaching staff on Jacksonville, pardon the, the phrase, but they punted the entire second half. And, but that has nothing to do with Jacksonville's giving up 62 yards. If they panicked, they panicked. 
That's not because that's not because they right. gave up. Well, I'm saying that 62 yards. yards gave them. They essentially gave New England a touchdown. See, I or so they're not going to stop New England on the five yard line. It's not going to happen. So there, there, and you're, I'll agree with you on there. So there's the disagreement between me and Craig. Craig is wrong. I am right because that's the way <laughs> Craig counter Craig works in this thing. Um, maybe we'll do a brick counter brick next season where I'm always wrong. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's an interesting discussion. And here's the beautiful thing about it. Neither one of us is really wrong in the end result. It's just two different ways of looking at the same setup in a game, you know. But yes, I, I I can't deny that momentum shifted. I can deny that it cost them their inab- their ability to produce in the second half. I think their inexperience showed in the second half, and that was what that really did. drove them. So, believe it or not, we just ate up almost like fifteen minutes of airtime nice. with that, which is nice because Craig was like. I don't before the podcast I Craig's like I don't know we have that much to talk about. Oh, we we've, we've got a lot to talk about. We haven't even mentioned Philly versus the Patriots yet. No, we haven't. We haven't even gotten to the fact that Philadelphia fans were idiots last Sunday. You know what? We'll preview the game next week. <laughs> Let's move on to our segment entitled Eagles fans are idiots. <laughs> I have several friends who are Eagles fans. My neighbor Jeff is an Eagles fan. He is? I work yes, oh. you know Jeff, my neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, nice guy. He's an Eagles fan. He's a big Philadelphia did fan. Did he run into a subway pole? No, he did not. Okay, good. But I'll tell you a funny story about the Eagles game. So Eagles, Minnesota. He's watching it on cable. I'm watching it on direct TV now. All right. And there's about a 30 second streaming difference. Between that, who's ahead. That normal cable is ahead of what I'm seeing. All right. So Jeff's ahead. All right. And I'm hearing, yes! And they're just lining up, and the quarterback is pointing, and my wife, who does not care about football, looks up and goes, I think the Eagles are going to score here. <laughs> you know, and sure enough, there it is. There's a touchdown Eagles. And it was just very funny. I'm like, this game isn't even, well, first off, the game was not worth watching because no, it got it out horrible. of control. But I was like, this game is not worth watching because. Jeff is 30 seconds ahead of me. He knows everything that's going to happen. And as a fan, he's getting excited naturally. So did you see the videos out of Philadelphia, though? Uh, I saw the the bottles being thrown. That was pregame. That they didn't even won at that point. They uh, were going into the stadium. I saw the guy, the guy in the subway who I, I don't know, really don't know who he was yelling at in the subway. He was chasing somebody down. He was chasing a subway train down the platform to yell in the window. Well, yeah, because he was yelling before it started moving. Correct. And as it started to move, he started to run down the platform and wasn't watching where he was and going. he ran into a pole. Like face first into a pole. And then he actually hit the, the subway, hit him. And then, the, and, yeah, because as he was falling over, he fell in the direction of the subway and then he hit the subway. The best part of that is whoever he was yelling at was filming it from inside the car and his buddies were filming it from behind him. Oh, yeah, so you saw the two. Yeah, you could watch both videos and see the same idiot knock himself unconscious from two different angles, which was fantastic. That was nice. That was good. But, I mean, they walked, they ran through the streets with uh, big hand homemade banners that said F. Millie. Millie was the little old lady that the Minnesota Vikings invited to the ju- the Saints game because she was 99 yep. years old and had never seen she a, a Vikings play the Super game. Bowl. Did she? Yeah, the NFL gave her tickets. To I goal. hope to God she shows up in a, a jersey that says "I love Tom Brady," <laughs> or a picture of Tom Brady slaughtering an eagle, or so, something terrible. <laughs> because the, the Eagles fans marched in the streets with signs that said "F Millie." They that's be, a bit much. They berated people waiting for subways that were wearing Vikings in Vikings paraphernalia. It was 
disgustingly stupid. They were surfing on cars. Um, yeah, well, think, that's all right. I'm trying to think of what else I saw. They were climbing the poles, and, and and half the reason they were climbing the, cl- the poles because they were greased. Because the city of Pitt, Philadelphia greased the poles earlier in the day with Crisco, and that instead of being a deterrent, became a dare. And the Philadelphia Eagles fans climbed poles and then took pictures of themselves on the poles saying, up yours, Philadelphia. I got up here. Hashtag Crisco and decided <laughs> that was that was a good thing. The behavior out of Philadelphia was now, just is that, disgusting. Um, in your experience, because uh, we've heard this this happens at hockey games. Is that is this a Philadelphia thing? Yes. Yes. Do, do you not know the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Philly story? From my bachelor party? No. Okay. And what do we got? 48 minutes? Okay. We could, we're ahead on, I think we're ahead on data. If not, we'll edit the story out. <laughs> All okay. Right. So my brother decided for our bachelor, my bachelor party, instead of throwing something raunchy and, and, and crazy, we're going to do a road trip. Yep. So he threw me, our friend Keith, and our friend Sean into a car, and we were going to drive down to Atlantic City for a couple days. So on the way, my brother decided we're going to stop in Philadelphia. He booked a room at, um, a hotel right near the stadium. Yep. And we were going to go see a Phillies game. Playing the Mets or just? No, the the Mets weren't in town. I can't remember who the Phillies were playing. It might've been the Nationals. All right. And so we're going to see a Philadelphia game. Well, my friend, Sean, as you guys all, as most folks who are listening to this know, huge Mets fan. Yeah. Sean owns a ton of Mets gear. Yep. So, and Sean lives in baseball hats. Lives in Yes, he does. So he's wearing a Mets hat. And my brother's at the window getting us tickets to the game because it's just a regular season game on like a Thursday night. And this usher who's standing outside directing traffic beckons over to Sean and goes, first time in Philadelphia? And Sean goes, yeah, first time seeing a Phillies game. Really? Well, just so you know, if you go to the customer service stand behind 135, there's a special gift for first time attendees at our ballpark. And he goes, well, that's really nice to you guys. He goes, yeah, definitely. You got to go buy 135 and just tell them it's your first Phillies game. They will give you a special gift, thanking you for coming out. Okay. So Sean runs up to the rest of us at the window and goes, guys, I just heard this. Well, my brother had been to the games before, <laughs> and Keith had been to the games before, and yep. they'd never heard this, but they yep. didn't feel right going up and claiming the prize. I had never been to a Phillies game, and neither had Sean. All right. So we go inside and we decide we're going to head straight to customer service behind section 135. Yep. So we're walking there and sure enough, there's a customer service booth behind 135. Sean and I walk up to the counter and I look at the guy on the other side and I said, I've been told to inform you it's my first Phillies game. Okay. And the guy looks at the woman who's working behind, behind the counter with him, smiles and goes, well, welcome to our stadium and hands us a piece of paper. It is a picture of the stadium. Okay. And on it, in crayon writing, is my first Phillies game. It's signed by the general manager and the Philly fanatic. And underneath (laughs) it, it says, this is to welcome all our young fans who have never been. Congratulations on being a big boy or big girl and coming to a Phillies game. (laughs) And Sean takes one look at this and goes, I am not taking that. Thank you anyway. And walks away. And realizes this usher just made him look like an idiot because he was wearing a Mets hat when he walked uh, in the front door. Now, me being me, I took the sign <laughs> and 
held it proudly in front of me, and as we walked to our seats, anyone who made eye contact with me, I said, today's my first Phillies game. <laughs> How you doing? First Phillies game right here. How you doing? New to Philadelphia, guys. Welcome. Welcome me. I'm new to Philadelphia. Sean is seething angry because he knows he looks stupid. My brother and Keith are laughing because Sean is embarrassed. And no one will walk near me because I'm walking through a crowded Major League Baseball stadium proud of my crayon-drawn sign that says, Welcome to your first Phillies game. I think I still have it somewhere. I But... But again, that's the mentality of the Phillies fan. It's all, it's not about supporting your team in a lot of cases. And I get, I get, we know, like I said, I know decent Philly fans. Jeff is a decent Philly fan, but the, it's not about supporting your team. It's about embarrassing the other guy. And that's what they did with the Vikings. They were not, they were not interested in showing they were the better team or the classier organization. They were in, they were to make sure they wanted you leaving their town knowing you were not welcome here. And that bothers me a great deal. Okay, I've been talking like for five minutes. <laughs> but I can't believe I never told you that story. No, I don't remember that. Oh, that was that was epic. I'm gonna draw one for Sean now. I gotta go see if I can find a picture of it now. I'm pretty sure my brother <laughs> took a picture of me holding it, and in the background you could see Sean skulking away because he's wanna be in the picture. I was like, get over here. It's my bachelor party. You're getting this picture. He's like, no. But you didn't have any, like, other than that, there was no one, like, throwing beer at you. No, because I was smart enough to not wear anything that had met stuff. Sean got cursed at on a half dozen occasions. Oh, really? Yes. We were walking to our seats and just random fan, F the Mets. Okay. Well, I would say I've never experienced that at Yankee games. No, because it is, it is something that is, it is unique to Philadelphia. You are talking about a fan base that booed Santa Claus and then pelted him with ice and snow in the 60s. I forgot about that. They, they, they. And they threw, there was another game and then was it the 90s? They were throwing snowballs. That was people? the Giants. That was the Giants? That was the Giants. And they were trying to hit the cameraman on the boom mic. Yeah, that was a problem. Okay. That did happen once in Giants Stadium. But he. Philadelphia fans are just some of the most nastiest fans on the earth. So I that's where I have a problem. I'm not a Patriots fan. The Patriots are the evil empire of the NFL to me. They're a fantastic team. If, if, and I, I get it. You think, I know you think they're crooked. Part, yeah, well, you know. And, and that there's, there's you know, we, you, you buy into the mentality that the officials are on the payroll and all that. Uh, well, you know, when the, the first person to thank Tom Brady is the official, um, just saying it looks weird. It does look weird. That's a bad decision by that official. Uh, just saying it looks weird. <laughs> that's a that's a bad decision by that official. You have someone from the Jaguars standing next to Tom Brady who's like, hey, good game. And then the next person to run over to Tom Brady is the is ref. referee. Smiling. It's the referee. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? No, that that's a bad decision. <laughs> so I've on one side, I've got a team that's never won a Super Bowl. I should been there be- twice. Never yep. won. I should be totally rooting for them because they're the underdog in all of this. Yep. But their fans are, in many cases, total jackasses. Mm-hmm. On the other side, I've got the evil empire. Yep. They win all the time. They used to be the lovable losers. Yeah, I remember when they were 0-16. And, right, and, and losing Super Bowls to Chicago along And the actually, way. 20, you know what happened 21 years ago today? Was there a loss to Green Bay? Yep. Yes, you sent me that tweet. Yep. Picture of Brett Favre celebrating. So, 
21 years ago today? Yeah. Was that Drew Bledsoe team? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. wow. I need another beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost out of beer, but that's okay because we're almost out of time. But um, so, so, all right, so bad fans, terrible environment. I should like it. I can't. Patriots, evil empire. And the Eagles, the last, bad Super, fans. Bowl, the last Super Bowl the Eagles were in, they lost to the Patriots. Did they really? Like 2009? That was the McNabb Super Bowl. Was it 2009? No. I don't know if the year is right, but that was the McNabb Super Bowl. Yep. That was a Super Bowl where they just needed to score seven yeah, points. Just like every other Super Bowl the Patriots are in. But no, 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 no. I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to credit the Patriots on that one. I'm going to blame Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a horrendous. I didn't know about Andy Reid. Everybody should know about the Walrus at this point. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> but he is a horrendous clock manager. Horrendous. Like, I, I love Andy Reid. I don't. And when people. I, I was worried when the Chiefs lost, people were going to start calling for Andy Reid's head. No. No, stop it. Shut up. How you long shut up, been you there? stink. Four seasons? Okay. Made the playoffs pretty much every year we've been there. I mean, we and we're gonna talk about this during the offseason. The um the fantasy footballers, who's another podcast we really love, spent almost a half hour talking about Andy's uh, not Andy, Alex Smith's future in Kansas City this week. We are absolutely gonna have conversations during the offseason about quarterback movement and what we're going to do what what are the chiefs going to do about alex smith but get there was fortunately no calls for andy reed's head yeah because that's stupid who are you going to get that's better okay let me remind you that since the last great coach the last great coach the chiefs had was probably marty schottenheimer consistently made the playoffs and his school of tackling and his school of tackling which was bad (laughs) but they consistently made the playoffs and had reliable seasons. Let me list for you the laundry list okay. of people who succeeded him. You tell me when I hit a name you actually know. Gunther Cunningham. I remember Gunther. Oh, God. His name just flew out of my head. I don't you, remember him. That you play to win the game. Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. Todd Haley. Romeo Cronell. I remember Romeo. These are all names you know, but not exactly names you would consider top-notch coaches. One of those names is better than Herm Edwards or Marty Schottenheimer. Which one? I guess Marty. But Marty. I'm, I'm saying is I'm saying between Marty Schottenheimer and Andy Reid. Yeah. Those guys, all those names I just listed, are any of them better than Andy Reid? Uh, no. Though Herm Edwards just got a cushy college job. Where is he going? Arizona. University of Arizona. Or in Arizona. Is College. he head coach? Yeah. Good for him. That's yeah. that's a great... Oh, it was 2005 uh, McNabbin Super Bowl. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. That sounds about right. Andy Reid's a fantastic game planner. He's not a great game manager, and that's just my opinion. Andy Reid probably um, listens to this podcast. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Arizona State. Arizona State. Ooh. Nice cushy job. Got to gotta win one Pro Bowl game. Is that the Pac-10? Is Arizona State uh, in the Pac-10? Uh, let's find out. There's so many college teams. Yeah. But, I mean, if he's in the same division, like, with UCLA and USC and Arizona, he has a chance to make some noise there. That might be really good for him. That might be a great place for him. Um, don't know. We'll have to find out. We'll find out in the next 30 seconds. We're almost Damn out of time. <laughs> I can ask Siri, but she won't understand me. No. 
Oh, we'll look it up for the next time. But, yeah. But anyway, so so there it is. We are in between. We are at Pro Bowl week. Nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. So we talked about no. a bunch of other stuff. We are going to talk next week almost exclusively about the Super Bowl. And yes. then after that, we will be shifting into 2018 mode. We are going to start. Uh, we will probably be doing the podcast every two weeks on football, probably filling in the time in between just because I hate wasting upload space on other <laughs> stuff that we just feel like talking about. But uh, we will be definitely moving forward and getting ready for the 2018 season. A lot of the podcasts out there are already working on 2018. I can't believe it. Um, and like I yeah. said, Draft.com is already doing best balls for 2018, That's, which blows my mind. Yeah. You, after we're done here, we could we could launch a draft right now if we want. Just $1, $3, $100. Uh, it is the Pac-12. That's a major conference. That's a major conference. UCLA plays in that conference. USC plays in that conference. Stanford, I think, plays in that conference. Yes, Arizona plays in that conference. They could make some noise there. This is an opportunity for him to make a name for himself. So good for him. I ho- I wish him the best. But I also wish you guys the best with dealing with the Pro Bowl. I'm not watching it. Um, no. I'll watch the ESPN highlights to find out who I need to talk about during the, the <laughs> cast next week. And next week, Craig and I will be back. Full-blown Super Bowl coverage. Right, I was hoping to do a live podcast from the Super Bowl, but Craig has to work. Yeah, yeah, Sundays. Anyway, but anyway, uh, until next week. Thank you guys for listening. For the love of all that is holy, go on iTunes <laughs> and leave us a review. <laughs> Even if your review is five stars, subject Brit told me I had to leave a review. <laughs> Body up yours, Brit. You fat bastard! <laughs> Exclamation point. I am fine with that. As a matter of fact, I am gonna pro- I'm gonna promise a right now. All right, I'm doing this on the air. Okay, the first person after this podcast goes live, yep, who leaves an iTunes review of five stars <laughs> and uses calls Brit a fat bastard is going to get a sports memorabilia gift from me. It's going to be something of virtually no value, but I will tell you right now. I will DM you on Twitter and I will mail wow. you. I will mail Is you that something. Paying for a review. I don't think oh, it's legal. I can't do that, can I? No. All right. Well, you can still call me a fat bastard, <laughs> but I can't mail you a gift. So I'm backing down from the we'll, gift. We'll do a Twitter contest. Hashtag fake news. You'll get a Twitter <laughs> shout out. That's the best I can offer you. I can't pay for a review. So. <laughs> Anyway, Craig is Craig is oh, broken. Man. He's two beers in, and I've just I've made so little sense today that Craig is just laughing hysterically, uh, which is good because laughter is the best medicine. It is. So it feel better, Craig. Thank I am you. Brit. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast, I think. <laughs>